Hello and welcome everyone. This is the Reader Copy Podcast for August. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, it's 16. 16. I was going to get there. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, uh, sitting with us today. Um, I have realized lately that I'm getting older. Oh, just now? Yeah. Before today, I was like, I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> it was a flip of a switch, was it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the passing of the years. I, I went to go buy jeans, and I was like, oh, I'm old. Really? Jeans are a, a young man's game. I know. I think. And then when I put them on, I was like, oh, nope, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? Was it like, uh, oh, the, the number on the waistline is my years? <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? The thing is, like, um, I don't normally wear jeans. I don't like jeans. Yeah, you're sensitive in that way. It's just, they're usually, because I I, I grew up with cheap jeans. So they're usually rougher. Me too. And heavy, right? Yeah, but that's, I think it's also back then, that's how they made jeans. Maybe. it changed since then. Yeah. There's, I used to, there's a store that I don't think exists anymore. Mm -hmm. But I used to get jeans at Anchor Blue. Anchor Blue. What the, was that at the mall? Yeah. Really? It's pretty much an old Navy knockoff. Knock, wow, really? A knockoff of Old Navy? It's like a similar clothing and similar prices. Wow. Okay. But I think Old Navy, you know, outmarketed them. Man, Anchor Blue. I've never heard of that before. Uh, it pr no. probably disappeared before I was even yeah. shopping around for my own clothes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what kind of jeans did you get? Just regular blue jeans, but of course they're baggy because that was a style back then. Wow. So how how oversized do you think they were? Were they like Have you ever seen Looney Tunes wear jeans? On the, were they like on a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> look like that. I look like that. You look like a SpongeBob wearing <laughs> baggy jeans and there's rhinestones on a t-shirt? Yeah. You look like that style? Mm -hmm. Graffitied on. Yeah. And then I realized as I grew older, I'm talking like around high school, I was like, I don't like jeans. I just realized I don't like jeans. You just don't like the feel of them, right? Yeah. So then I switched to wearing that's like so... khakis and um, even like slacks to school. So that's what it was. You were actually ahead of your time. You're, yeah. I mean, you're like a man of your years. You're you're older. I, I always you thought of myself older. as fashion forward. Uh, I would say you're more like professional, business casual. I would, uh, I'd say ahead of the curve usually. Is that right? Cutting edge. Dad clothes. <laughs> Trendsetter is what uh, most people call it. You would uh, dressed weird, and I was younger. I would copy you too. Yeah, I think you'd wear like slacks, like trousers or whatever. Yeah, and then you wear it with a hoodie. Yeah, because they're a, looking light. back, such a dumb move. They're lighter, easier to you know maneuver, and it's like you're always in pajamas. Yeah, but you look professional, right? Going into a job interview for uh, someone who sleeps for a living. <laughs> 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 um, but then now late, So that was like 20 years ago Right And then now I'm like I'm gonna give jeans Another shot Maybe they have made Improvements in jeans In, in jean technology <laughs> When they're talking about Cutting as jean Technology They're not talking I about I heard something clothing. about Jean splicing Yeah I think it's no, they're better. I want to move my stem cells into my genes. Is yeah, that what we're talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> to the genes. So I we went shopping. Yeah. We went to our actual mall. Haven't done that in a really long time either. I've been to malls and walking past them, it's like it's like sad. Most of, up till now, like you go through them, yeah. you're like, 
um stores are shutting down yeah um people don't go them to buy shit you know <laughs> but we we did go to one that is pretty busy it was popping it it, it seemed like an anomaly yeah it's also a gigantic mall but also crowded that means there's hella people in there yeah so all it's killing all the smaller malls oh it's eating them up yeah it's congregating i mean it just seems like they would this would be everywhere now because people want to be out and about going to stores and stuff it's also really hot so like it's ac in there you think that's what it was that's was part of the reason i wanted to go it's still freaking hot in there there's too many people to eat yeah. they're eating up the ac yeah but that's what people's thinking is are huh yeah and they're like we gotta get jeans now jeans are back so then i <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's thinking yeah it's a common thing like, oh chris is getting into jeans we gotta go get some oh that's that's it so I, we went um i wanted to get black jeans first off jeans like the traditional denim color i don't like that color it's like uh it's like just flat blue like sky blue or something not sky blue it's just like a denim blue denim blue yeah like when, when you think of jeans that color blue i don't like it uh, why not i mean you're talking i know what it is it's the cowboy jeans Sure. Yeah. That's what you're thinking of. It's Texas Roadhouse jeans. Texas Roadhouse. Hello, partner. <laughs> so I want to get black jeans. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool jeans. Cool guy. Rockstar jeans. Some of the black jeans I saw, they're already like pre-faded. Yeah, that's the look. I don't I want deep black jeans. Oh, you're going to look such, like a square. I want Sharpie black jeans. Okay. Permanent marker jeans. Those are like jeans you wear to like, your, you work at Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I got some jeans. I like them. They are still, you know, a more of a rougher feel than, you know, chinos, I, I'd say. You're so sensitive about this. Like, you just can't wear jeans. It's so weird. It's just like, why have any discomfort if you don't have to? It's not discomfort. It's it's ruggedness. It's it's confidence. Well, I, I got them. I still bought them. Yeah. I'm going to wear them. And they're higher quality than the anchor blue ones I used to get as a kid. Anchor <laughs> blue. Well, I mean, that sounds like nicer quality. Than I, I used to get jeans at Walmart. Ooh, okay. Just because we were that broke when I was when we were shopping for my clothes, there was yeah. a difference. Yeah, and then also what I learned since I was a kid, you're not supposed to wash jeans. It's true. Yeah, at least yeah, high yeah. quality ones. So don't, my, when I was a kid, we used to wash them like regular clothes. Yeah, our so parents I think didn't know. Messed them up. True. So now I'm not gonna wash these jeans. You're just gonna dirty them up. Yeah, I gotta look like I've been in a tussle. Right. They're sturdy now. They're like clean. So you gotta yeah. look worn in. Right. Right. Um, I don't want ripped jeans. That's not the look I'm going for. Oh, what are you? What are you? Professional jeans? Like um, 80s jeans. Huh. <laughs> Like a like Miami Vice or yeah, like, but like clean '80s jeans, not like a not like a Bruce Springsteen jean. Okay, all right. Like oh, I know what it is. It's like jeans you'd buy at the mall. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I I did get Calvin Klein's. So. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Old school. And then I put them on and I'm like, oh, I'm old. That's what it was? <laughs> what What do you, th- what, like they didn't fit right? It's just like, what? I don't look like I should be wearing jeans. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what <laughs> Which it means. I, I'm going to get them. Honestly, that's what I thought of everyone at the mall. <laughs> they shouldn't be wearing the clothes they're wearing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think um, I am, you know, contrarian when it comes to mainstream fashion. I see. An outlier. I'm an, just like. An icon. I, um, You know, in Devil Wars Prada. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the devil. <laughs> I mean, you're much more the Anne Hathaway, it sounds like. No, you, I didn't get jeans at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. I brought them back. 
the the trend I'm trying to get into now, yeah. which is actually an old trend, is the baggy clothes. Like they don't call it baggy; they call it oversized nowadays. Totally yes, different yes, yeah. story. Right. Um, we were shopping at Uniqlo a little bit right, when we were at yeah. the mall, and that is like the Japanese bigger style, um, just oversized because you don't see the person's silhouette in it, right? It's oversized, but it's also very minimal. Very minimal, right? So like yeah. the 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 cut is what stands out. That's the unique right. aspect of it. Yeah. I don't have the confidence for that yet. Like you gotta do it. It's like risky having that much fashion. You know, I mean, that's the, that's actually the if you go to Japan or whatever, that's like the regular stuff. That's right. like the basics. But that's not. I'm mean, still the like skinny kind of jeans and uh, mm. smaller shirt type of guy. I think you could pull it off, and don't don't follow the trends. You want to be ahead of the trend. That is the trend, though. So I need to. I have to stay where I am to stay ahead of the trend. Okay, go go to Japan and wear the clothes you just have now. Then you'll Dang. be. <laughs> I, I don't want to hit them with this. I'm too ahead. <laughs> I'm like Pharrell bringing clothes to America. That's what he did. He brought like vape and stuff, you know. Harajuku girls. Harajuku. <laughs> okay. That's what I'll do. I look like Conan O'Brien when he did that. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. We also at the mall, like we went to the food court. Yeah. And I forgot how like the food court at a mall is so hard for the workers. It is. Yeah. Because you're literally just seeing if you're doing well or not because you could see the competition the line the lines mm-hmm. yeah so like there's one spot where there's like long lines and long waits and there's spot where it's empty and I just feel bad for that those restaurants I feel bad for the owners but the employees are like I don't give a crap I'm just sure. I get to just relax but um, I, I think I got like Taiwanese food there yeah. at the food court and it was popping because it was like a so guy that was giving out their fried chicken on a stick or whatever, yeah. just free samples. And just the line filled up so fast and right. it, it took forever to get my food. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that guy's the owner because he's the older guy. Yeah. He was always like looking back behind the little wall where they're cooking the food and like, yeah. get to it, get to he it. He wasn't like, wearing a uniform. He's wearing regular clothes. I could see it in his eyes. Like, this is big business right now. Get moving. Because the line yeah. was, it was getting clogged up. People were waiting for their food and getting a little pissed, including myself. Well, I was thinking about it, and uh, he, the employee should be happy that their owner is willing to do that, give out free samples and work so that they could have more business, because then that means the more tips for them. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I don't know what the how the math works out, but it's also like they're, they, I, they looked overworked, because it was like a lot of people back there and a small area. Well, you should be getting tipped. Like it's It just makes more sense that, yeah, you'd rather have more work to do than nothing to do, I think, unless you're like lazy. Yeah, maybe. It was it, Hopefully, um, but they're getting tips, but uh, the food, otherwise it was really good. Oh yeah. It was bomb. It was like minced chicken or whatever over rice. Okay. Because I did go to one of the ones where there's like no line. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like Cajun food, but it was really Chinese food. What are you doing? What does that mean? Because I got mean? chow mein. Why did they sell on that? I don't know. Like it was all like chicken based proteins and they maybe had some Cajun flavoring in them. But I mean like it was like, what do you want with it? Chow mein or fried rice? That's so weird. <laughs> it was like Panda Express basically. Kind of, yeah. I bet. I mean, it probably was a Chinese food place and they just had a sign up already and then just like, forget it. There's too many Asian things here. Let's just call it something else. They just kept the uh, the chefs from the last restaurant yeah. that was in that spot. I think that's a scenario. Well, there's no line there, and I felt bad for the lady that was working it. Oh yeah. So I tipped her pretty well, and she was actually surprised that she got a tip. Nice. So she was happy, and then I tasted the food, and I was like, "Oh, that's why no one goes there." It's pretty bad. Was it really <laughs> bland? Oh, gross. 
So, um, yeah, that was my mall experience. We made a day of it, you know. Yeah, it was kind of fun. We survived. We only saw half the mall. It's pretty big. Yeah, it, uh, that mall is gigantic. Uh, I remember we I did go to a mall in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. It's called Mall of Asia. Mm-hmm. And the mall we went to recently was big, but this one in Asia was gigantic. Really? Like, the parking lot was as big as the mall we just went to. Like, it was so big, so much walking. I probably saw a fifth of the mall. Yeah, I think I went to one of those while I was there. Yeah. I just it's so big I, I just didn't even like want to think about it it's too, yeah. I didn't shop I didn't look at anything because I don't want to comprehend this <laughs> what is like the understanding the vastness of the universe but is it yeah. just this mall I, it's making me feel tiny I feel tiny looking up at the <laughs> I'm not important at all how many floors are there <laughs> you know it just it just blew my mind how big it was. We're just grains of sand in this mall that we call life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get too uh, existential, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Read a Copy Podcast, we have three different bits. First up, we're running down the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book and in celebration of the new movie, we're going to be doing a Blue Beetle comic book. At the end, we'll talk about his side stories. That's where we uh, go down what we've been watching, reading, and anything we've done fun this week. All right, let's uh, update the news. Um, last week we were talking about Gal Gadot and potentially a third Wonder Woman movie. It's true, yeah. That's what we yeah. heard. Yeah, we definitely talked about it. And we maybe went too soon because it's not going to happen. Gal, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> girl, go, Gal. Girl, Gal. I don't know about it. So it sounds like um, the interview was false or something or it's just misconstrued. The internet misconstrued it. That there's not a Wonder Woman 3 coming out with her in it. James Gunn went out and said Wonder Woman 3 is currently not in development okay oh not in development okay so no plans for that yeah i wonder if they it was true they talked about it but it was more of like a courtesy meeting oh you think that's all just to keep a good relationship maybe of um that very well could be the thing i'm wondering if it was like the way she said it sounded weird that they they met to talk about a movie but in the same sitting she was talking about superman so maybe like talking about like the casting of superman instead of casting for one and three and like other characters or whatever yeah i mean we don't know what was said in the meeting but it could have been like one sentence and she ran with it took that as like well we're making a third movie i i have no idea um She's she's one of these like superstars now, right? I think she's yeah. still making movies and it's just like a lot of she's like the female rock. Yeah, she's on hot ones. She's on hot ones. Yeah. yeah. The the big leagues <laughs> there, you know, you're famous nowadays. But uh how do you feel about it in your in your bones about not having Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman in a third movie? I really enjoyed her portrayal as Wonder Woman. Even in two, I like her portrayal. I don't like the movie story or plot or anything. Agreed. So um, I'm okay with her. I'm okay with them not making another one because I'd rather just remember her as a good Wonder Woman. Remember how she was? Yeah. <laughs> not how it could become. I mean, um, yeah, with the track record, it's like 50-50. Yeah. Well, one in 84. So it's like, what, what are we going to get with her if... We're not getting Patty Jenkins with all that leadership ready. Yeah. So I think it's a good move not to have another one, another Wonder Woman 3 with that. And just uh, start from fresh like I wanted. Like I said last week with the whole cast of Justice League characters, get Jason Momoa out of there too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I, I wonder if she had a contract to do a certain amount of movies for them mm. because spoiler alert she cameos in a couple other ones and i wonder if that just fulfilled the obligation already yeah i guess that's how it it works like it how bummed out would you be if that's like really what you're getting but it's that's the how the contract's worded right like you just show up in a movie yeah it doesn't have to be your movie or you have to be a main character in the movie if it just says appears then that's what it is right yeah when you were thinking oh i'm gonna get a white woman three and yeah she just miscounted the movies on her on her hand yeah. like oh oh i guess oh, that, that's, that's all of them that, oh i did do that movie oh Dang it. What do we, I have an open schedule now. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you know she what? didn't even know that she was in the first Spider-Man movie? She was in the first Spider-Man movie? In the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. She was? Yeah. At the end, there's a scene with her in it. And she thought that was an Avengers movie that she was filming. Oh, right. Because Tony's there. Yeah. He's like, oh, that was me. So then later, like an interviewer asked her about it. She's like, I wasn't in that. She's like, no, you were. <laughs> she doesn't even watch her own movies. Yeah. But uh, I bet that could be the same thing with Gal. Maybe. I mean, she's she's in too many movies to watch the movie she's in. Yeah. Maybe that's actually a good uh, mental health thing. You're not watching yourself <laughs> all day. <laughs> she's in a new uh, Netflix movie that I've heard is pretty good. Is it really? Yeah. It's Heart of Stone. Yeah. And her name is Heart in it. Is that right? No. Or Stone. Her name is Stone. Oh, okay. <laughs> her name's Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne the Stone Johnson. Fialga <laughs> the Stone Godot. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hear any reviews of that. I was really considering it. Like I flipped through it on Netflix yeah. at dad's place and I was like, yeah. I heard it's 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 pretty good. I can't invest two hours of my life not knowing the reviews yet. <laughs> well, are you bummed that we won't get her again as Wonder Woman? Uh, I'm not super bummed um, with the multiversal thing. If she shows up again. Actually, no, I don't want that either. We've had too many cameos <laughs> of her already. Just short little, short little cameos and the the wonder of her Wonder Woman. It's fine. Let's yeah. let it be. She can. I want to see her in a real role, right? That, that she she can bring herself to, yeah. and not just Fast and Furious, not just ran, random action movie. What else can she do? Uh, she's supposed to be doing like a Cleopatra movie. Okay, that that sounds uh, feasible to me. Yeah, but I heard that's been delayed. So. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, well, that's for sure not going to happen, uh, at least not with Gal Gadot. I, I'm pretty sure they'll cast a new Wonder Woman later, but um, far away, I still think it is. I think so, too. And it's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, next, I want to talk about this. You brought this up uh, in the news docket. McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. They usually team up with like music artists, right? Um, you got like Travis Scott's meal, Saweetie's meal. Yeah, was it Cardi B? Didn't she have a meal? She had a meal, right? Cardi B and Offset. They had a, du- oh, they they had had a collab. Duo. A yeah. trio collab, I guess. In the meal, does she like throw a microphone at your face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's part of it. Um, they're doing a collab now, but not with an artist, with a streaming show. With a god. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special sauce uh, themed for Loki. That's right. Uh, a collab there. A special sauce. I, I don't know what the taste is going to be yet. It's just they have promo material, a little short little yeah. teaser for a McDonald's sauce. Yeah. Where they show clips of uh, Sylvie's Loki uh, at a fast food restaurant, right? I think it's McDonald's, obviously. Yeah. I think she's like hiding away in the trailer in time. Plain and sight. So she's pretending to just be a regular person working at a McDonald's. So, you know, perfect collab moment Yeah, uh, with McDonald's and the sauce. I mean, we don't know the taste. It looks just like a green cover with Loki on the thing, you know. Yeah. The streaming date for the series. Uh, Well, I think the streaming date is not till like October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like it's on there. I think so. Oh wow. You're gonna save that sauce? 
sauce till October? I don't, I don't think that's the plan. I just mean like it's an ad on top is what I'm saying. Um, what do you think the sauce is going to be? Asgardian? Yeah. What is Asgardian flavors even? So it's like Norse. Um, but he's um, also, he's a frost giant. He's a frost giant. So something. <laughs> frosty? Fro- frosty flavor. icing? His color is green. What's green sauces that are out there? Like a. It's a, like a pesto? Pesto. Salsa verde. <laughs> I don't know. Green doesn't, in my head, a green sauce does not taste good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's usually just like a, sometimes it's ingredients they already have. It is, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it could just be a label. It could just be la- um, could just be like uh, the sweet and sour sauce and just a yeah. label on top. Right. But they do that a lot now. I mean, that's what those meals were. Those combo, uh, so just rehashing. Mishmash of what they already have. Do you think this is going to go into a meal they'll have? A Loki meal? They haven't announced that Ooh, yet. Loki meal. What, what, so what type of McDonald's? McDonald's food has mischief involved. Um, I heard the like breakfast, uh, uh-huh. the hotcake breakfast is like the most caloric intake you can have <laughs> in any fast food meal. Is it the one with like the syrupy buns, like the, the McGriddles? No, I think it's like just regular small like silver dollar pancakes oh, and then, like what? the sausage links and like, you know, obviously hash brown. Yeah. That meal is the most calories you can get in a single. It's a big platter. It is. And I used to get that every time when I was a kid <laughs> we were doing breakfast. If it's not, if not a McGriddle. I used to always want it but could never wake up in time. Oh, yeah. I'd get there and be like, oh, we're doing lunch already. There was a short period where breakfast was there all day, right? At McDonald's? There's some items that are all day now. Is that true? I think so. Like uh, the lame ones? Like yeah, egg McMuffin? like a breakfast burrito. I don't want that. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> That's just on the dollar menu, right? Yeah, uh, this sauce, I wonder what it is. I want to try it. I go to McDonald's more than I should. Mm-hmm. So I'm, hopefully they'll have it. But I know these special things sell out like super quick. Like remember the sauce from like Rick and Morty? Yeah. That was hard to get. It was uh, mayhem. Yeah. Trying to get that thing. It was a Szechuan sauce that they right. called it. What about like the Grimace milkshake? I wanted to talk about this actually. Uh-huh. Did you get it? I tried to get it. I went to McDonald's. I thought it was uh, far enough out the date that it would be available, but it was sold out. Well, actually what they said was our ice cream machine is broken and they need it's it for that. It's always broken. Such BS. They're, they're lying to you. They just don't want to put the effort in. Yeah. They have to kill a Grimace every time they make a shake. Right. Yeah. I think Grimace wouldn't, wouldn't, he's saving for himself. <laughs> but I heard it's not bad. It's not great. It's not uh, awful. It's like berry milkshake or whatever. Oh, really? That's what it is? Yeah. 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 That does sound good. I want to try it. Pretty good, right? It's it's gone now, right? I think it is. Uh, I think also it might have been because of the social media overtaking of it, like on TikTok. That they're like, we'll just end it. No, that like the people are like dying from, but it's like drinking a joke. It? It's a joke. Yeah. It's a trend. If you're like, oh, the, the grimmest milkshake drinking something purple is going to take you out. And it's like, a you never heard of this, this? No, I heard something else about it online. Oh, what? That grimace became almost like a, a queer icon. Well, there's that too. Okay. There, there's a, separate. a whole lot of different <laughs> narratives about uh, this one milkshake. Yeah. A lot of controversy about a grimace milkshake. <laughs> Who knows what this, this sauce is about milk? Mischief. What's that gonna bring? <laughs> but uh, I bet people are gonna be hoarding this. It's a collector's item. It's nerd adjacent. Mm, yeah, it's true. It's gonna be gross. You know, whatever TikTok equivalent. There's gonna be in 30 years. The trend is gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna try the I, Loki sauce. I got it. I figured it out. What? Because he's a god of mischief, right? Yes. When he opens, it's just empty. The biggest <laughs> scam in the world. Wow. <laughs> and it doesn't cost them that much to make. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh-huh. You just imagine it, right? <laughs> just imagine you're a lost boy from a freaking hook. <laughs>
Uh, I've heard rumors about that Loki series and about Loki in the future of the MCU. Um, there's a rumor that he might appear in Deadpool 3. Loki? Yeah, because we already know Mobius is going to be in Deadpool 3. Oh, right, of course. So there might be like some kind of overlap there. So the events of the end of Loki season 2 might continue on into Deadpool 3. Right, with this whole multivulsor confusion going yeah. on and Deadpool sees it all type of thing. Right. Uh, I feel like Deadpool season 3 is going to be another fan service thing, another multiverse of madness, another like get everyone you can in here. Another era, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> we know already like a lot of the old X-Men are going to appear and uh, fan favorite Electra will be in it. Oh, she is? Oh, okay. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner. Oh, of course. <laughs> forgot about that there's a rumor that another uh character will appear in it uh, there are rumors now that taylor swift will appear as dazzler in deadpool 3 the mutant dazzler uh she's a cool pop star singer in the marvel comics universe but is also a mutant yeah um there's rumors of her doing this in age of apocalypse i think yeah, I just feel like this rumor is just going to go on forever, and it would not break my heart if it never comes through. Oh, uh, in my head, I'm like, just do it now then. This is the right time? Yeah. Um, Taylor's hot right now. When is she not? <laughs> I think it'll fit with the style of what they're doing for Deadpool 3. And um, I don't think they're taking it that serious. That's true. Um, you know, she dressed up as Deadpool one year in uh, Halloween. Oh, really? I think that's the whole fan connection with her okay. wanting to be in Deadpool 3. Uh, and she's been making a foyer into acting a bit, but it's not uh, that great. Like in Amsterdam, right? she just ran over. Oh, right. I forgot she was in that. She's in... She's trying. She's trying, guys. <laughs> I'm going to wait until we get Taylor's version of Deadpool 3. Oh, wow. Take that, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know much about Dazzler? Um, honestly, no. I just know that she wears like... Is, is that makeup on her face or is that like a, her look? Like I she, think it's makeup. Yeah, right. I think it's like a gem in the hologram style thing. And then she wears like a disco outfit. Yeah. Do they ever say what kind of music? It's like just like pop music. Pop, disco. Dancey. I think she came out in like what? Uh, the 70s, which means she was inspired by the 60s. I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about her. Um, I think she's like a cult fan favorite of like the girly girls that read comics. Yeah. That's my impression. Right. It's definitely when they're trying to get more female girl readers. Right. Back in the day. Um, she, the, the character appeared in X-Men Dark Phoenix, I think, or something Was like it that. in Last Stand or maybe it's Dark Phoenix? I don't Dark know. Dark Phoenix, I think. Because there's a scene where like the young kids go to the forest to drink alcohol or something like that right and she was like singing in the middle of the forest and like um there was dazzles around her dazzles <laughs> so that, what's the thing what's her power to dazzle you to dazzle to be dazzled yeah <laughs> is it is it the same thing as jubilee like shoots fireworks Kinda. in your face jubilee's fireworks and she is i don't know if it's like lights or just glowing things it seems ineffective they're dazzling jubileeing all right <laughs> Um, I think it'd be okay. Just let her, just let her do it. It'll be a short scene. Um, I feel like this whole movie is going to be cameos. Entire yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, we're going to get, um, rumors are like, we'll get like Channing Tatum as Gambit. I think the whole show, the whole movie is going to be a joke about the fan service that I guess has been ramping up in yeah. Marvel or just in DC comics in general, you know, which, uh, maybe the right place to do that is Deadpool three. I think it could be good and funny to do that, but it could easily go overboard. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it, it's definitely like a thin line that they have to balance between. The whole Ryan Reynolds uh, philosophy of his comedy can be, go overboard really fast. Right, yeah. You know, he, he, a little bit abrasive, a little bit too much. <laughs> 
But uh, I do think, like, just do it. Because what if you have to lose? I don't think she's going to, like, ruin the movie. If she's going to show up in it, I have a, a, a... I actually now have a fan once. I want to write a song for the movie <laughs> and sing it. Have a whole ballad. Maybe she'll do a music video and then Deadpool's in the video. Deadpool's in the video. Okay. I can I can work with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, last bit of news here. We did an episode about a Ninja Turtles comic, but it wasn't a regular comic. It was the last Ronin comic book. Yes. Came out a couple of years ago. Really awesome comic book. And it looks like they're going to bring that into video games. Um, this might have been announced a little bit while ago. It might have just been missed, but it looks like THQ Nordic is going to be making uh, Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin video game. That's crazy how like this book is fairly new and had, well, I think it's like four issues in the main one or something like, like that. Like five. Five. And then like one spinoff story. Right. And it, it's getting a video game. Like that's how popular this story is. I mean, people know Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah, that's true. The hype of Ninja Turtles is ramping up right now with that movie mm-hmm. and the shows uh, going to Paramount. Yep. So a video game just not fits. That's true. And the story was great. Yeah. And um, it, the story of him, because it's only one, right? Yes. He's the last one. Uh, and he's more deadlier, I guess, than how Ninja Turtles you would normally portray them. That's true, yeah. So in the video game, it's almost going to be like uh, Arkham Knight style, I think. I think that can work, right? Yeah. When you get to the Ninja Turtle comic books, they're a lot gorier, a lot more sure. uh, rugged of characters than in the old cartoon or modern day Ninja Turtle cartoons. Mm-hmm. And what I think is cool is because we don't know who it is, right? All we know is that the three other brothers have died. Um, you have all the weapons. That's true. Yeah. that's, that's <laughs> what, I didn't think of that. Maybe you can like... Uh, channel your other brothers and you're like yeah have their skills or whatever and they, they talk to you it it lends itself to really good storytelling elements mm-hmm. and it also takes place in like what a cyberpunky futuristic um almost but asian city kind of thing it, it does yeah uh yeah like a blade runner type of right. world future uh that's gonna be really fun a lot of elements there and on top of that maybe just throw in some old ninja turtles fun randomly right. jokes in the yeah. easter eggs of course would be good expand the story of, of just that comic book what are some ninja turtle easter eggs you want to see in there like what are like any funny ones anyone um, like any of the toys you had well i imagine like it's a bustling city right of course maybe you're in an alley and then you pass by a nightclub and in the nightclub right. there's a concert and on stage is vanilla ice i like this <laughs> vanilla ice yeah can they make a gritty version of vanilla ice's song (laughs) ice spice (laughs) man you put her in everything she looks like a ninja turtle um (laughs) uh, this i think this is going to be a pretty fun game i I wonder what the aesthetic is going to be like is it going to be like i said like arkham knight or maybe it's gonna the look is going to look like the spider-man movie with that whole different comic booky but made right you know? yeah. what do you think um yeah i mean i want it to look you know kind of dingy dark kind of game that's what the comic book felt like yeah um maybe like a tomb raider oh wow okay yeah, i'm not sure i remember um in the comic book there's like a walled city so it's all yeah it's that whole thing of like the fortress he needs to invade right it's like a classic uh samurai movie kind of feel mm-hmm. you know like the raid or something yeah something like that um but th- i wonder if they can keep up the mystery that we already get revealed in the comic book of which turtle it is yeah obviously someone's gonna spoil it but maybe there's some fan out there that's gonna play the game and And not know not know yet do you know the spoiler of like who is the arkham knight oh in in comic books uh oh oh, in the game in the game i don't think i've ever played that uh all the way through oh okay never mind then i might have forgot (laughs) 
Um, it's not a big surprise. <laughs> Is it a Master Splinter? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this game will have an old beat up April O'Neil. What? Because that's how she was in the. Did she like have yeah. a missing arm or something? I forget what it was. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. she was, she, but she was surviving. You know. <laughs> um, they. Oh, oh, what if they do like flashbacks? Right. They do that in the comic. In the comic, right. Um, where you're playing maybe as the other turtles or playing as Casey Jones in through the, the whole story. Yeah. Maybe there's a scene where it fe- really feels like you're in, was it the 90s New York City, like the movie? What if you're, yeah, you're playing the game and it's like an Arkham Knight or something. And then when you do the flashback, it's like an NES Turtles in Time side scroller. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I'm into it. Yeah. Nostalgia factor. Kalabunga. <laughs> What the heck is a hero in a half shell? I still don't know. The turtles. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a um, announced date for this release yet or anything like that. It's still in active development, so I think it's fairly new. Probably not going to be anytime soon. No. Um, they did say though it's a triple A game, so it's like you know big budget, big big block, blockbuster video game. Seventy dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's cutting into your wallet. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely going to be like a PS Five. Uh, game Xbox Series X like current gen yeah I'm pretty excited about that it has potential yeah uh, well, yeah. well that is it for the news this week um, I'm excited for that last running game I, I'm, I'm glad comic book video games are getting better comic book video games specifically yeah mm-hmm. yeah. there was some bad ones in the past clunkers yeah but that, that was like older generation stuff yeah it just lends itself you know the right uh, drop from the IP yeah definitely alright uh, if you haven't already guys don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast um, you're probably listening to us just hit the follow button maybe you find us on one of your social medias maybe follow us over there too like you're on instagram facebook and twitter uh find us at the reader copy podcast follow us over there thank you very much all right uh like you said earlier in the top we're gonna do a comic based on the new movie coming out for blue beetle a new dc movie is coming to us soon blue beetle uh, starring the character Jaime Reyes. And um, I heard some good reviews about it, right? About the new movie coming out. It's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I think um, compared to the last one, I bet it's going to be better. The last DC movie? Yeah. Oh, really? I wasn't a huge fan of the last one or the last one. <laughs> or a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a you know fun time with a teenager getting some powers, very much a Spider-Man type of thing. Yep. Um, but it's also could be the, like the end of a whole DC universe. Yeah. It's I still think, weird waters there. I think the outcome of the box office will determine whether or not this is part of the new or the old. That's so unfair <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but some potential there. Uh, I mixed impressions with the trailers and all that. But of course, we're going to do a comic book based on that. It's uh, called Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, believe it or not. Came out uh-huh. in 2006. Of course, a DC comic. We're only going to do the first three issues. Um, but this whole thing ran for 36 issues uh, before stopping. And then there were follow-up uh, you know, reboots, like uh, right. The Rebirth. Um, New 52, mm-hmm. this uh, Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle has been a, a there's a multiple like reboots of that character within itself. Yeah. But of course, Blue, Blue, Blue Beetle as a whole has had multiple people play that character. Yeah, he's not the first original Blue Beetle. Uh, there's a character of Dan Garrett that was back in 1939. Okay. Came out of Fox Comics. 
I'm, oh, really? I don't even know what that is. Um, and that one did have superpowers by ingesting vitamin 2X. I don't oh. Know. So, not the scarab or anything like that. Yeah. But then that was revamped, that same character, Dan Garrett, where he's made an archaeologist in uh, 1964, but that was under Charlton comic books. I've heard of them. Yeah. They, they um, I think they got sold out to DC mm-hmm. in a big a bundle. Um, but that was, he drew his past from that from the scarab. And that's not even the last of it. There was also Ted Cord that we know of. That's the one I know. He's the uh, student of Garrett. I didn't know that connection. Okay. But he never had superpowers. He just used, like he drew power from technology. Um, I think also the scarab too. Yeah. But he's like a, the classic kind of crime fighter. Mm-hmm. A lot like a, a Batman kind of. When I think of Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, I always think like he should be in Watchmen. <laughs> And he basically is, yeah, right. Because what's the name, Owl Man? Yeah, he's a copy like of of Blue Beetle. Some people think it's Batman. No, it's a copy of Blue Beetle, actually. Right, because their flying things look similar. The big eyes. Yeah, yeah. So the he has a flying beetle, and the guy has a flying owl, but they are shaped, and the eyes of the big windows that looks the same. Basically, the same idea, and. Yeah. Uh, I think their personalities are similar. They're nerds, right? They're nerds yeah. at the end of the day. Right. Um, but I, I wonder if we're ever going to see him in the trailer. I know his a cousin, I think, is in, this, in this, in the story. In the trailer, you see, I think, the old costume. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I think they yelled out like, oh, is this the Batcave? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Like, Batman's a fascist. <laughs> Um, so there's a long storied history with this character. I guess Jaime has been with us since like, uh, like 18 years now, actually. So he's not brand new. I used to think of him as the new Blue Beetle, but he's pretty old now, back in 2006. Yeah. And, you know, they definitely got inspired by other heroes to make his costume. Like, it looks like an Iron Man kind of costume. It does. Yeah. I have to say like the trailer uh-huh. makes him look like a Power Ranger. I think kind so. Of. Even the way he's like fighting. It's yeah. like a Sentai character, you know? There's a scene in the trailer where he pulls out like a Final Fantasy sword looking thing. Yeah. Like, okay. It's inspired by that kind of stuff. That kind of action. Uh, but it has potential. Potential there. Um, our writers today, there's two of them. Uh, we have Keith Giffen, and he's the kind of guy that's been like all throughout of DC Comics. Mm-hmm. He's like a mainstay. He's one of the people that's like drew, like at least worked on like a lot, like a whole host of DC characters, like almost all of them. Mm-hmm. He's a co-creator of Lobo and Rocket Raccoon. So oh, wow, cool. weird mix. Um, our other writer today is John Rogers, and he's also a, a writer in the movies. So he also wrote for. A lot of other nerdy properties like Catwoman, okay. Transformers, uh-huh. and Jackie Chan Adventures. All right, with, now, now you got me. Which is is actually uh, pretty tied to, so that piqued my interest. Our artist today is Cully Hamner, and he's on a lot of DC books too, uh, notably like Green Lantern Mosaic, which I, I kind of like. That uh, focuses on the John Stewart Green Lantern. Okay. Um, Black Lightning, Detective Comics. Um, he also wrote, uh, co-created and illustrated the graphic novel Red, which was oh, turned right. into a movie with Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. So, um, some work there too. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into seeing what Jaime Reyes is uh, up to nowadays. And he's getting beat up <laughs> by by Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. 
this is of course just casted by uh, Nathan Fillion in the new right. DC universe. This may be a scene from the next Superman. I like that. That could be a possibility. But Guy Gardner like punches him with his uh, green ring and pushes him to the like like a desert area. It's the uh, dead of night right now. And Jaime Reyes is confused. Like, why is a Green Lantern beating me up right now? He's in his Blue Beetle costume already. Um, and he's kind of just like confused at what's going on. Right. And Guy Garner is really bringing it to him. So the, the Blue Beetle armor is kind of like activating on its own to make like defenses for Jaime. Yeah. And he makes like a big shield that he uses to like block the hit from Guy Garner. But Guy Garner's ring is super strong. So it's like lighting up the whole thing in green. Um, the Blue Beetle powers is like kind of undefined, but basically anything you can imagine he can make. It's a lot like a Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Guy Gardner's yelling at him like, what are you? He really looks at him like he's just like some type of alien invader, yes. right? Green Lanterns are, are police, basically. And he's just uh, questioning him, what is he? Right. And Jaime doesn't want to fight back. He's trying to tell him like, you know, I'm not your enemy. The thing is the Blue Beetle Scarab, it's a lot like Venom. It talks to you. Yeah. And it's very defensive. And he's, it's telling Jaime, just kill the Green Lantern, like right. take him out. And he's fighting back, you know, Jaime... Is just a teenager kid, and he's like, I don't want to do that. That's that's not what I'm here right. for. Uh, Green Lantern shoots up a big blast at uh, at Jaime and kind of breaks through Blue Beetle's shield. Um, and then Blue Beetle shoots up some wings and kind of flies off. But Green Lantern hits him down to the ground again, making this gigantic green jackhammer. <laughs> it's really cool um, what the Green Lanterns come up with. Because like you're right, like it's just a giant jackhammer that's like pounding Blue Beetle into the ground. And then um, Green Lantern here, Guy Gardner is like almost like not stopping. Yeah. So Jaime has to like reveal his face to him, showing that he's just a kid. And uh, Guy didn't realize this the whole time, but he just kind of flies off. He's like, oh, I don't kill kids, right? He's just like, yeah. I'm not going to take you out. He didn't realize. And then um, he says, like, oh, Ted Cord uh, didn't tell me there's another one of you Blue Beetles out here. Right. I shouldn't have attacked you. And then Jaime's like, finally, he's gone. And then his suit uncontrollably kind of just falls off him. And he's like completely naked in the desert alone. (laughs) And the beetle, it's strange. It like goes into his skin and his back and attaches to his spine. So now he's left here in the middle of the desert. Guy Garner is left. uh, And he's like Terminator because he's completely naked. (laughs) That's right. Um, now we're actually going to jump to a little while in the past. This is just before he found the Blue Beetle. Right. And it's kind of a, a retelling of his origin story. Uh, this is when he's like hanging out with his two best friends. Remember, he's in high school, right? Yeah, it's uh, Paco and Brenda. Right. And you could tell like he's kind of in between these two because these two are almost constantly teasing each other, making fun of each other. Yeah. Uh, Paco's like a big, bulky kind of idiot kind of a character. Right. And Brenda's like pretentious and is always like... like all Always in the books. Yeah. Um, she's a, I think she's a white character while Jaime and Paco are Latino. And uh, they're in, they're based out of El Paso, Texas. Right. So they're walking to school. Um, Brenda has had enough of Paco because he's not stopping, like making fun of her. Yeah. That she actually like almost like hip throws him over and he falls on his back. And it's almost like surprising to everybody there. He gets pushed into a construction site. Uh, as they uh, dig him out of there, Brenda's like, that's what you get, pendejo. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, the two of them are like, is it why you're allowed to say that? You can't say that. Can can vanilla people say that? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, 
as they look in the hole that he just created, they find a blue beetle. The scarab. Yeah. It looks like a like jewelry or something. That's what they think it is. Yeah. And um, Jaime decides to just keep it and put it in his backpack as they kind of go about their day. Um, it's back at home now. Jaime's just doing some homework. And we get a feel of his home life. And it's just like a regular household. He's got, she's got a, a, a kid sister who's trying to use the remote but doesn't know how to use it. Right. And uh, there's like a little drawing, like a sign at the back of the remote. Like, this is not the, the correct TV remote, you idiot. <laughs> and Jaime wrote that for the sister. And, uh, you know, they have a, a banter between the two of them. Um, I remember back in the day, do you remember this? Our parents used to wrap the TV remotes in plastic. Wait, they did? Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember they taped the battery cover. Oh, that's what that's I remember. broken. Yeah, that's But true. they would cover the whole thing in like plastic. What was that about? To protect it from like getting dirty. From being touched. Yeah. Because like it would sometimes come in a Ziploc style bag. Like when you buy a new TV. Right. The remote is in like a Ziploc style bag. They just leave it in that bag. To, to keep it. Yeah. They would do that. They would, they would also like never rip off the like films around stuff. it. Around the TV. So annoying. Yeah. I remember we had like the, the price sticker on the TV. I think until we threw it away. <laughs> yeah. It's so that you know it's still good when you throw it away. It's still brand new when you yeah. throw it away, right? Someone threw away a brand new TV. The price is still on it. <laughs> um, the mom walks in. It looks like she's a nurse or something. And she's carrying dry clean clothes. It's a regular home life as um, the two kids kind of want to their mom like, uh, Jaime's being a meanie you know it's one of right, those like telling on him it's just like a, a sitcom kind of a feel right right um, the dad is a hardworking father um, the mom asks Jaime to bring a lunch to him because the dad's employee just quit for the day just like doesn't show up right and the dad's gotta work overtime at his mechanic shop so Jaime feels for his dad uh, and he's like why don't you let me help you and like I can work here after school but his dad doesn't want him to work there he wants him to you know make sure his homework's done and study and his dad doesn't mind working like triple shifts as long as Jaime is you know doing well in school but Jaime doesn't is not really like a school kind of guy right sure he's like I wanna you know work he wants to like, you know, fill some hours, make it easier on his dad. And it's like straight up out of like a 90s sitcom. I don't know, like a freaking maybe Family Matters. Sure. Right. They kind of feel, I kind of like that, that feel in this, in this comic book. Um, later that night, as Jaime's sleeping, um, he wakes up and he's speaking like a, a weird alien foreign language. Yeah. It's like um, Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> he's, he's speaking parcel tongue. <laughs> Okay. Slytherin. Speaking Slytherin. Speaking Slytherin, right? Slytherin. <laughs> uh, and then he kind of explains this to his friends, Brenda and Paco. And she's like, maybe maybe it's like some type of spiritual thing. Maybe it's like you from a, a old life or something, right? A past life. And Paco's like, oh, that BS white girl stuff? Like, <laughs> Yeah. They're just arguing the whole time. And then they pass by this woman who's like a... A goth woman. Right. She's got like tattoos, she's got black tank top, sunglasses, and she's like staring at um Jaime. Jaime. And he's like looking at her too, but the uh, the two friends kind of just like walk past her. They don't even notice her. And the the goth chick is like one of us. Right. It's talking to Jaime. And then she even like removes her sunglasses and she has no eyes. <laughs> Creepy. And this freaks out Jaime a lot. 
Back at uh, the school lunch later that day, they're like just talking about random school lunch stuff, you know, BSing. And then uh, Jaime notices her again across right. the fence. But she's not alone now. There's another like, it's another guy that's dressed in like a tank top and has covered in tattoos. And they're talking about Jaime through the fence. But the other two friends there, Brenda and Paco, they're just still arguing over the lunch table while Jaime is like fixating on these two people. He even asked like, do you see those two? And both of them don't see the people across the fence, those sketchy yeah. looking individuals. And he uh, he approaches them and the two tank top wearers yeah. are like, uh, you're one of us. I, I have powers. The, the, the new guy, he's like, yep. um, I make it so that people can't see me except for people who I want to see me. Right. And that's why the friends couldn't see him. Right. And it, it works for everybody because he, now the friends are looking for Jaime and Jaime to them has disappeared. He's just like a couple feet away, but they can't see him at all. Right. And it's because this guy's using his powers on them. And the way they talk, it sounds like they want to recruit Jaime into their, their posse. Right. You're one of us. You're one of us. And then it's like the aliens from Toy Story. This little toy. Oh, right. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> Now, the woman here with no eyes, I think she's trying to convince Jaime to join, right? So she's trying to like, I think has telepathic power. So she's trying to like read his mind. Right. And it's kind of backfiring on her. Like there's something stronger than her that's blocking it. And like she starts to like have a nosebleed and she's like fainting. The guy's like, you made a mistake, dude. Uh, the, the posse protects their own. And they right. kind of just hide away thinking uh, Jaime did all this. Yeah. Jaime doesn't know what's going on. It's like, I don't know who you are. I didn't hurt her in any way. Like- I don't want any trouble. Later that day, Jaime visits his dad again. And, you know, it's another like tender moment. They're like, um, okay, my employee didn't show up yet again. Um, but I talked to your mom. If you can keep up your good grades, maybe you can work some part-time hours during the weekend. And Jaime's like lit about this. Like, oh, right. I, I can uh, maybe make some money, help family out. Um, is happy about that. When across the street, there shows up like this kind of like crew. It looks like the posse that we're talking right. about. So it's that guy again with a lot of tattoos, but he's with more of his group. Like they look like a gang. You know what they look like? They look like homies, the toys. Do you know what that is? <laughs> yes. They look like homies that uh, I, I remember I would buy them from those quarter machines right. at like the front of restaurants. They look just like that. Yeah. They look like Grand Theft Auto characters. That too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the loading screen. Right. Um, one of them is like a short guy. Uh, and he just like launches himself right. at Jaime. This guy's not wearing a shirt, but he's got like forearms that are as big as his legs. Like he's very yep. weirdly built. And he kind of tosses Jaime over into an alley to to corner him. So now the rest of the gang has like gotten him pinned in the in the dead end here, mm-hmm. and they're confronting Jaime, and because they're saying like he's one of us, but he hurt one of our, our the woman with no eyes. They protect their own, right? Right. The, there's a big galoot of a guy, and apparently his sweat is like acidic, and someone flings <laughs> onto Jaime, but the leader is like, okay, we don't know what his deal is yet. We don't want to kill him yet. Don't do that. Right. Then one of the gang members is this female right her name is Bonita yeah and I think her powers are like seduction <laughs> basically I mean like poison ivy right because she's like seducing uh, Jaime here but with like her pheromone powers or something like that yeah and he's falling for it right and she's about to like grab him and all of a sudden he turns into the blue beetle armor comes out and he grabs her and they're like what the hell is this this came out they'd never seen blue beetle before right right and right away he can just like talk these people just against the alley sure. wall and make 
you know, toss him over. And uh, he's attacking like that short guy who's got like these strong powers. The acid from the big guy doesn't do anything from him. And he's like, these new superpowers are coming out of nowhere. He can do backflips. Yeah. It's pretty much like stop them. So he just kind of like flies out of there, out of the alley and, and, and escapes from that. So he doesn't know like who these people are or whatever, but they know they're kind of after him. Okay. Now we're going to jump to... Uh, back to where we were, right after Blue Beetle uh, got beat up by Guy Gardner, right? This is he's naked in the desert. He's naked in the desert. This is kind of more in the future, as uh, he he's naked in the desert and he just walks his way to the nearest gas station and right. he's trying to steal stuff from like um, some type of trash can, some clothes he found. And there's this guy there with a pickup truck and he's like, um, "What are you doing?" Right? With like, a shotgun. Yeah, he's confronting him, and he, and then it turns out like he's actually there to help him. Too. Too. He's like, you don't need to be um, digging through that. I, I'll give you some clothes that you could have. And so the the guy at the gas station is actually kind of nice. Like, right. Tell you what, I can uh, give you some like hot dogs we have inside. Um, we can call up your parents, and you know they they'll, they can come and find you. Right. Um, instead, he doesn't want to call them. Right. He yeah. just wants to go home. He's worried. So what he does is he hitches a ride with this guy, and this guy I guess is going to take him back to where he lives. And it's I think it's like further away because they're fighting in the middle of the desert. Right. Yeah, he makes it his way over there and it's like nighttime already. So he's just going to sneak into uh, the bedroom door. Right. So, he, you know, they're going to be happy to see him. He's maybe been gone like a couple hours, right? Yeah, because uh, I'm sure he's like missed curfew. Yeah. So he's trying not to wake them. So he's sneaking into his bedroom window, which uh, they show in the book he's done like a lot of times in the past. Yeah. But when he goes in there, his sister is like sleeping in his bed. And he's like, uh, Milargo, what are you doing here? And then uh, the parents wake up and think there's like an intruder in their daughter's bedroom. And then the parents like have like a bat and everything. Like yeah. who's, who's in here? And they see that it's Jaime. And he's like, dad, it's me, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of differences here. Um, Jaime's dad now has like a full beard that he did not have earlier in the day. Yeah. And he's he's on like a cane. What? He's like kind of beat up and tired, right? Right. And the parents are like, I, I, I can explain. I can explain that Jamie's like... I, I, I know what's going on here, right? Yeah. He's like, I know I shouldn't have gone out and I'm like past curfew by so Sorry. many hours. Yeah. Sorry. And then they're like, you haven't been gone for a couple of hours. You've been gone for a whole year. And Jaime cannot comprehend what's going on right now. <laughs> so they explained that he's been, he's disappeared for a year or for 365 days already. And... Um, they they thought their their boy Jaime just ran away or something or something worse happened. Right. Um, and he's explaining like, how can I be gone a year? He doesn't get it, right? But the it's almost like harder for the family to accept because they've mourned his loss already. Yeah. Like they, they don't know what happened to him. So imagine like all of a sudden he just shows up and you've already like let go kind of, right? If anything, the mom is like even more pissed because right. she's like, I don't believe you're my son. Like you, you're maybe some type of alien that looks like him. Right. Um, who who are you? Get get out of here, right? And it's like just like a like a weird brain thing seeing that her her son there, and he's like, I, I don't know what's going on, but let me show you what's happened to me, and maybe it'll help explain. And he turns into Blue Beetle in front of them, yeah, and they're all shocked, and the younger sister is like now scared of him, and she like actually runs out the door, and the mom's like, what what, what is going on here? <laughs> 
uh, and she runs off out of the house too, like like maybe like going for the police because she can't under comprehend what's going on. And the dad is like, Jaime, I know this is a lot to take in. I mean, it's a lot for us, but mm-hmm. you have to realize what the last year has been like. And again, like the dad is also hurt. So it's like, not re- he's not revealing what's going on either. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got to find out how my friends are doing. If it's really been a year, um, they're probably worried about me too. He goes back to his high school and he can't find them there. Like they're just not at the school anymore. Um, and he like uses the blue beetle, like it's like, you know, it, it searches the whole city of El Paso to look for them. And while he's at school, um, there's like these men in black people, right? Yeah. And apparently they know, like they have, they have like laser guns out of nowhere. So Jaime doesn't know what is going on in the city, right? It's totally different than when he left. It's I guess it has been a full year now that something's yeah. been going on. Um, and then we see the men in black there. They they're eyeing Paco, right? Because Paco is he's rolling with a new crew. Yeah, it's not the same Paco Jaime remembers. We see him now, and he's hanging out with the leader of the posse from earlier. So yeah, like, what he's a different crew now? And then um, we see the men in black shoot up, try to shoot up Paco and the, the other guy. But Jaime, as Blue Beetle, jumps in and makes a big shield to stop the, the blast. And, but their weapons are super strong, too. Like, they're like alien weapons. Yeah. And they're able to kind of, like, knock Jaime back. He's slammed against a bus. So, of course, like, the Blue Beetle suit armor almost takes over, right, and starts shooting lasers back at these guys. And Jaime's like, no, talking to the suit, like, no killing. You have to let me be in control. And uh, I'll just follow my lead, right? So he goes, like, I'm a superhero. I'll just fight these guys hand to hand. Yeah. And then he realized, like, I don't know how to fight. <laughs> um, he's trying to throw a punch, but he just hits the big side of the bus <laughs> and he makes a crater in it, but is missing the dudes. Uh, I thought this was kind of weird. Like, his wrists turn into, like, claws and they, like, camp- they clamp down on the men in black's, like, necks. But um, who comes is Homeland Security. Yeah. And kind of, like, handcuffs everybody. Like, handcuffs these guys that are in these black suits, but also draws their gun on Blue Beetle. And he's like, enough of this. He just grabs Paco and flies off. Right. Like, last minute. And then uh, he drops him off at, like, the uh, top of this building where they're alone. And he takes out, like, he removes the Blue Beetle suit, which is, like, how Iron Man is, where he, like, kind of, like, dissolves away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, he's like naked under there. <laughs> uh, the the suit, it like manufactures clothes that he can wear out of nowhere. So like there's that little uh, right. little trick. And then once he's like revealed, Paco's like in shock. Like, I can't believe it's you, Jaime. After over a year of being missing. He's like, you're a superhero? Yeah. <laughs> this whole, that's what's been going on. And um, he gives her the four on one on Brenda. Apparently, she moved away from her dad and is now living with an aunt um, in like this nice estate, actually. And they go to pay a visit to her. And she comes running out and she's like surprised it's Jaime, right? She's like, I can't believe it's you. Jaime goes in for the hug and she punches him in the gut. He's like, where have you been, you jerk? <laughs> and it, and then they hug. And then it's it's a, a nice moment as they kind of uh, reunite, right? right. All, the, all the trio of friends a year later. Yeah. Um, we're going to end it there, but there's a lot to learn more about Blue Beetle and his story and the dynamic with his family. 
uh, I kind of liked that. I, I thought it was a mix of like mm. old sitcoms and like Spider-Man type of yeah. young teenager learning superpowers. Yeah, I definitely like they show a lot of his home life uh, outside from being a superhero. Yeah. And, you know, the struggles that his family has to deal with. And then, you know, he's just trying to help, but sometimes he's just making it worse. It's all brand new to him. He didn't get a, a manual to how the suit right. works. Uh, it seems like it's ultra powerful, right? Um, and I also like later on, we're going to learn he has like distrust for other superheroes. Yeah. Because they didn't tell him how to superhero. Yeah. Basically. Right. It's another reason why like Gar Grinder was fighting him. Yeah. Um, apparently like there's some event that he helped work with, right? Infinite Crisis. Yeah. And that's why he's been gone for a year. But he did, for, to him, it's like been a couple hours. He didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. So why is there that big time jump for him or for everyone else but him? Exactly. Right. Um, uh, so he seems like ultra powerful new character. I re- I like this book. I thought it was kind of fun. I hope it keeps kind of that fun in a, in, the in the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they have a lot of you know his armor changing into like weapons or shields or something because that is definitely like a lot of things that he does in the comic books. I think so. I also think the casting. Now that I think about it, it works it for this type good. for uh, Jaime yeah. Reyes. I think it's really good. Um, I think it kind of has like the DC cartoon kind of vibes of like mm-hmm. the uh, the the um, Young Justice type of style of cartoon or maybe even yeah. the Titans kind of thing. Right. Spunky hero kind of character. Mm. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys like that. Let's go ahead and go into side stories. Okay, I don't really have anything brand new this week for side stories. This is more of a, like an update on some of the things I've mentioned in the past. Uh, I'm still trying to learn French, just as like a, like a side hobby, side thing. Uh, I might have remembered I was playing around with the Duolingo app to to learn French, just on the side. I've I've moved past that now because it, it got too hard. <laughs> okay, I, I started using uh, an audiobook that I got from Audible. I think it's called it's like in French. It, yeah, learn French. It's one of those oh, okay. for learn French audiobooks. It's not just <laughs> not well, just a whole book in French. Just imagine I'm like eloquent right away. No, it's it's a learn French audiobook. I think the guy that his name is like Paul Noble. Okay, and he does a bunch of these language learning uh, audiobooks, and I like his philosophy with it. It's just like he's He's gonna introduce, keep introducing like full sentences to you, mm-hmm. and then he'll have an actual native speaker of the language. So you have the accent. So there's like a a woman that jumps in and says it in the actual French, and then you have to just like learn it through that way. Say it yourself. There's a pause, like, and then okay, you, and it just keeps going on. There's a lot of senses, and honestly, it's like a lot they give you uh, at once, and then you're meant to forget it. You're just meant to forget some words, and then he's gonna just bring. Bring up, back. bring up words again. And I think that's a right philosophy with learning languages is a lot, some forgiveness to yourself. You don't have to memorize the whole thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, I think it's like dormant in you and then you just kind of slowly remember it. It's like a, at that point when you're trying to figure out the sense, it's yeah. just a reflex now. It's like- So it's working. Yeah, I think it's all working a lot better than using that dumb app. <laughs> okay. That, no, the thing that's still fun, but it's the um, notifications got annoying. I see, there it is. It was like, um, you're going to lose your 20-day streak if you don't log in now. And it's like midnight, right? Because it's <laughs> it's by the daily thing. So uh, I should have just turned off notifications and kept using it. But I built up resentment towards it. Like, I, I don't care anymore. I'm going to do an audiobook, and it's a lot more... 
uh, you know, vocal because you're just like you're like talking to the audiobook too. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's a lot easier. You could do it while washing dishes. It's like a conversation. Yeah, I mean, at least you're like repeating what they're saying. It's more like a like a lecture, and then you're just uh-huh. replying. You're raising your hand or whatever. Um, and I think it's it's a lot more faster. It's a lot faster because they are just like don't slow down. It's okay if you forget, mm. and then just keep going. Yeah, and then uh, the longer the sentences, the more proud I am that I can figure it out because they'll they'll have to break it up into like sections and so um, could they say like a sentence to you yeah and you could kind of figure out what they're saying already uh well the way that he does it is he says the english sentence yeah but i'm saying if they say it now without the english just i said a sentence to you in french could you guesstimate what i'm talking about i think i could i mean though not any sense but the words that i've known now i could piece it together yeah wow basically Um, one sense was like, I would like to reserve a room for two people for two nights. So that's, j'ai réservé une, no, je voudrais réserver une chambre pour deux personnes pour deux nuits. That sounds pretty good. Sounds, I don't know. <laughs> uh, think of the French you've heard before. That sounds pretty on point. <laughs> Say it like normally. Like, like, like as if, yeah, like a flow. Flow it out. Je voudrais réserver une chambre pour deux Poisson pour don nuit. <laughs> it's a lot of dons. And th- that just means two. Okay. I, maybe I'm saying that wrong. I honestly, there's not, the Isn't audiobook like is not, deux? yeah, but it's like, it's like, uh, deux, toi. <laughs> It, it's got there's connections to words okay there's gotcha. there's grammar and things I feel like french is always in cursive it is yes that <laughs> is, like, there's, that's the thing it's like spoken in cursive let me tell you there's so many apostrophes oh really yeah because it's they're like, just skipping letters some words are well i guess that's english too where like some words are just one letter and yeah. then also a punctuation <laughs> right like an apostrophe or whatever but uh, there's all, but he also goes to like he just explains rules that are make it easy for you like preparation. You just drop off the Asian and put prepare, and that's the sense. But like any other word that ends in Asian, you can do, do that. that rule. So it's like okay, there's math to this. I can learn French now. I get there's rules. I don't just don't. It's not a flashcard memorize so like word. Just ma- rules to this stuff. Masturbate. <laughs> Is that how you say it? That's that's right. That's correct. <laughs> that came from French. The English word came from French. So that's the thing. Like, I learned that English, a lot of it is French. And then if it's not that, it's probably German. So it's like, I'm learning. There's a history to this too. It's kind of fun to know. And then uh, I've been listening to a little bit more French music just to get into the um, accent of it too. Mm. Um, Angeli is one French artist I really like. She's like a pop star. Um, so that's one update. That about Jane? Who's Jane? <laughs> she sings that uh, Makiba song. Is that French though? That song is not, but she's French and oh, her other French? songs are French. I haven't, I haven't uh, peeked into that music much, but uh, she's one of your favorites, right? Yeah, we went to her concert, but that was before she was trending, so I'm uh, over it. So you're over her? I'm just saying, like, it's um, too mainstream for me now. It's used on uh, TikTok too much? Yep. On the- I was on that years ago. Last year. <laughs> uh, update number two. Uh, you know, I I bought that electric scooter a little while right. back, and that's been fun. It's been uh, getting some sun rays out there, get, going around the park, nearby park. Are you buying baguettes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a beret. My beret is my helmet. <laughs> I ride my scooter. Um, but uh, someone else followed suit in that and got another... Uh, 
a vehicle. Our dad actually got a bike. He got one of those folding bikes, right? Yeah. So I've been like going out and riding with him. Uh, I have to like travel all the way to where he lives and he wants to, he needs somewhere, someone with him. Because yeah. it sounds like he's learning how to ride a bike again. Yeah. A second time around. Well, it's a folding bike. It, yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> I, I always thought like, because he taught me how to ride a bike. Yeah. I assume he knew how to ride a bike. No. He's just passing along what he read online. Right. I think that's what it was. I can't believe this is i think he just wants more exercise right it's good going to the nearby like creek or whatever there's like a trail there he wants to learn yeah. and, and man it's rough I, like i have to like train like give him tips to to bike like yes you have to break a lot when you want to stop but also stick your feet out because he's not doing <laughs> that he like all the way bro he thinks he's gonna stop and then just balance <laughs> what he's doing is he's he's breaking very hard and then just going into the tall grass next to the trail like that that'll stop me that'll catch me <laughs> and he literally fell over once and i was like oh boy and he's like daniel <laughs> <laughs> i think he needs training wheels i think he, he that could help maybe possibly <laughs> Because people are uh, are watching and staring. Yeah. And it's, uh, some people are there walking on the trail too. He'll pause like way far away from them. And it's so awkward because it's obvious he stopped because of them. He's like waiting for them to pass. Like, and he's not even walking closer to them to make it fast. He's just waiting for them to pass. Because he doesn't want to, he definitely doesn't want to collide into people. Oh, well, okay. That's a good. It's good, but it's like, it's you can barely see the people yet. And he's like stopping. We need to train, dad. You need, to, you need, you need to figure out how to balance and... That's all I'm saying. It's like riding a bike. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I'd sl- I'm glad he's getting some exercise. He's getting up there. His birthday's coming up. Do you, do you know what age he's turning? I know. Because I know I'm set. I'm old. So I know. He's turning 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, I mean, that's what I've been up to. Learning a new language. Getting sunlight. What uh, What's uh, your side stories this week? Well, um, I'm a fan of a specific series that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. Oh, really? And that has evolved now too. It has gotten older and matured and elevated in quality. Wow. MTV's The Challenge has been going on for 30 plus seasons. Jeez, wow, really? And has reached a global phenomenon status. Who would have saw it? So what they did now is each country that's participating has their own challenge. The Challenge USA, the Challenge Australia. Oh, right. The yeah. Challenge UK, right? And meanwhile, the regular MTV's The Challenge was still going on, right? It was, yeah. Right. Which is more of like a, what you expect from MTV. More drama from the thing. More more about teen moms. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You know what I mean? Like it's- Rob Deirdrick? It's more, yeah. <laughs> It's more raunchy, right? While this global The Challenge thing is, it's on CBS. It's more about the physical challenges and more about the game, right? Whereas I feel the MTV version is more about the cast. The drama. The drama of the cast members. What uh, what other countries do they do? They do like um, The Challenge Japan. I don't know what the other... Maybe there is. The Challenge Ghana. (laughs) But uh, the winners of each of those would go to the global challenge competition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I don't really watch those the the US ones because it's it's pulled from shows that I don't watch it's pulled from cast members from Survivor or Big Brother or oh. The Amazing Race mm-hmm. right yeah which um, I like the MTV people right your cast and crew that you know yeah. yeah the real world road rules back in the day those people um, but now like I said the show has matured the show has evolved and the shows have merged oh there's a merger the MTV challenge is now just the challenge
Challenge USA on CBS. Oh, so they stepped up a level. They g- yeah. got to like a uh, cable or whatever that yeah. is. We're on um, primetime network TV now. Wow. Next um, level stuff. So what is weird about this one is there's pretty much contestants from four different shows competing on this show. Contestants from Survivor, from Big Brother, from MTV's The Challenge, and Amazing Race. Well, okay. Right? But then, this is kind of confusing. While in the past, the MTV's The Challenge had been going on in the past, some contestants there came from other shows like Big Brother and Survivor, right? Right, right. They got incorporated in. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we're in the CBS version of this, there are contestants who are, you know, quote unquote, representing Big Brother that have already been on the MTV's The Challenge. So they have a relationship with those people already. So where do your uh, alliances lie? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so now there's already pre-baked in drama. This is why now I like it. Now you like it. Okay. <laughs> all right. You're on board now. Are you yeah. going to have to go back and do your research, watch all Big Brother now? No, I don't care. Those shows suck. <laughs> um, but this one is cool. It's got, they got all the best, <laughs> I was going to say characters, but like competitors from the MTV's challenge. Best well-written characters. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking Johnny Bananas, right. Wes, uh, Corey. CT. Right. I don't know if he's in this one oh. but um but then there's cats members that are from like survivor that have been on the challenge like a michelle right um all right one of those and then um there's cast members from that started at big brother have competed in the mtv version of challenge that are now back on this show representing big brother i'm talking like a josh or a Polly. right of course <laughs> you know these names <laughs> <laughs> a Christopher, a Daniel. <laughs> and then there's, a, of course, a set of characters that I don't know because I don't watch the shows that they're from. Right. Like Amazing Race Amazing characters. Race, Survivor. Like, um, So it's, it's cool because I'm getting to learn more about those people. Okay. More new cast members. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Um, but overall, I'll, it's only been one episode so far. But Do you it, like it? I like it because it has pieces of the MTV's challenge, right. but it's definitely the CBS version of it. You know, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to show much of like them hooking up in the house or something like uh, that. Are they going to get super drunk and like throw and fights? Get fights. I don't know if they'll show that stuff or, or if that happens. Because also, I think the average age of people is slightly more older. Yeah. They probably picked and choose. Yeah. And they probably also like told them like, we're not, this is not the show we kind of want, you know. Yeah. Keep it together. Right. Maybe, maybe their rules are stricter. Maybe, maybe. that's it, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and just like the look of it, like lately the MTV's challenge, the look of it has been like, you're in Chernobyl or something. Like you're in a post-apocalyptic environment. I didn't know that. Like, it's almost like War of the Worlds looking. Like, the place where they do the elimination, it looks like a dungeon dome or something like Serious? Right? Oh. Yeah. But now it's like they're in Milan or whatever. I don't know where they're at. Oh, something nice and Yeah, fancy? it's like oh. nice and bright and happy. That sounds like a better vacation. Yeah. Honestly. It looks like early seasons of the challenge, like in the 90s. Oh, okay. Didn't when watch it was it tamer. Time. So, in about 30 years, the CBS one will get raunchy. Right. And then it'll get elevated to a streaming service. Yes. That's, that's the big leagues of that. Right. Point. It's going to be Squid Game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Live. But um, it's only been one episode and they do the thing where like the person getting eliminated didn't get announced. Like they cut the episode and it'll be announced at the beginning of the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, I hate that. <laughs> Cliffhanger, you want to know? Yeah, that's, that's such a CBS move. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do that on freaking TV. They told you who's out right away. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, let me ask you, are you going to watch the next episode now? Yeah, I have to watch it now. This is the challenge now. This this is the challenge, Yeah, watching the challenge. <laughs> 
This is that. Ver- there's no MTV's a challenge anymore. It's this. This. There is no MTV's a challenge. There's no separate one because it sounds like they have so many. They could incorporate so many cast members that are getting in from other shows. They could just have like three or four of these shows going on on different channels if they wanted. I don't know if they are though. I feel like if there was M- the, the, the timing of it, yeah, there should have been an MTV's challenge by now. Judging from how long ago the last season was, but instead it's this. So I think it's just gonna be this moving forward. It sounds like you've been marking your calendar like scratching days off where's where's the challenge i mean i have a mental clock yeah you could tell when it should be on yeah man so that's that i hope it's gonna be as entertaining as what i know of the challenge but it definitely feels more like just a competition show just a regular like and the, not a soap opera <laughs> kind of like the other shows you just mentioned yes. basically yeah uh let me tell you i want to i'm curious what would be the good shows to incorporate people in i want to have like naked and afraid people and they have to do the whole thing naked (laughs) only them yeah that'd be good when it first came out i thought they were going to incorporate jersey shore oh wow that's uh match me in heaven but they're stars they're not challenged yeah but because i when it first came out i thought they'll get a new group every season and not the same people returning because i thought it was more like a real world or a road rules i think um i was gonna say like do i know the jersey shore guys like take steroids do you think people on the challenge do yeah okay or they used to at least it's not gonna be problem those characters there were cast members on there that were like in the early 2000s were huge and now they're kind of scrawny so i could tell like oh they were on roids back then. they had a phase yeah okay okay yeah i don't think i'm gonna keep up because i don't know (laughs) what why not (laughs) we don't get cbs that's why (laughs) because we do i didn't know that um yeah i'm gonna i watched that episode kind of late in the day oh. so i was kind of like already in bed so i need to rewatch it there might be things i missed this is like game of thrones or something you have to rewatch it multiple times it's, it's like because uh, i have to update everyone at the end of this podcast every week of course right this is now a the challenge podcast <laughs> dang it i did not sign in for this <laughs> Um, yeah, that's kind of my update uh, for this week. I didn't really do much else. Um, just uh, honestly, we've been playing a lot of board games. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I bought Villainous. Uh, just a quick thing of that. Uh, we bought the Marvel version, and I I played it twice. And I uh, it's still Villainous, but maybe I like it more than the Star Wars one, just because I like Marvel stuff. I think so too. Each character has their own mechanics. Yeah. Um, I don't have a favorite yet, uh, but I've been enjoying it. We've been arguing about how the rules work, but yeah. There's a lot of rules we need to look that up again exactly all right well uh yeah that's what i've been enjoying you have anything else you want to bring up uh that's it for me just kind of an update episode uh, a journal entry if you will same here um if you guys haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy podcast you'll get your uh, french updates your challenge (laughs) u.s updates of course and of course your comic book stuff uh don't don't miss out next week too just uh, subscribe to the reader copy podcast and if you don't want to miss any more reader copy content you can find us on social media we're at the reader copy podcast instagram facebook and x x i've been saying twitter for so long it's wrong it's wrong it's x now. Uh, what is twitter wow it's threads now there's that too threads <laughs> find us over there at the reader copy podcast all right we'll see you guys next week can you say the outro in french no i can't yet okay <laughs> uh if you like what we gotta say about the book pick it up and read your copy bye guys <laughs> Error.